You are listening to Jcast Journey, the inaugural podcast of Jcast Network. I'm Daron Resquet, the executive director and executive producer of Jcast Network, and I will be your host of this chronicling of the creation of a new Jewish media project. Welcome to Jcast Journey. I'm Daron Revsky. Um, I've sat down now four times to record this episode of Jcast Journey, um, and each time something has happened that has uh, messed up the recording. Uh, the first time I did it, I sat. I was sitting in the park and was reflecting and decided I wanted to record that way. Uh, then I was sitting at my desk because the first one didn't sound as good as I wanted it to, and then I got some beeps. And the third time. My telephone rang, um, so I give up. Um, I do want to talk about the topic that I had planned on recording, but I also believe in listening to the world, and obviously the world is telling me that this is not the time to have that conversation, so I will, uh, I will choose another topic and come back to that first topic at a future podcast, I'm sure. Um, the topic that I'm going to talk about or that I want to kind of share with you is um, one that uh, that I sort of was going to discuss on another podcast on uh, clogging the tubes with Alicia Herm- Alicia Post. Uh, that, po- that podcast, I'm not sure what's going to happen there, whether we'll actually move forward with it or not. But, um, so, but the topic is still kind of interesting. Um, and it came from something. So when I, I did my first recording for today, while sitting in the park, today is, you're getting it on March 25th, but I recorded on March 20th, a Tuesday, the first day of spring. It is 73 degrees out, and I took a few minutes to sit in the park and enjoy this weather, um, just kind of glory in it and read some emails and do a little this and that while enjoying the park. Um, and uh, that didn't work. Again, I had to record that recording didn't work as well as I wanted it to. So then as I was coming home, um, I stopped to get the mail. And in the mail was, uh, was an envelope from the Jewish Federations of North America, JFNA, uh, which used to be UJC, United Jewish Communities, which probably had 100 other uh, iterations before that. Um, and JFNA is the umbrella group for all the Jewish, uh, for, for all the federations uh, United Jewish Appeals Federations uh, around the country. Um, and it's their umbrella group. I actually worked there a number of years ago, uh, working in their young leadership department. Um, but I got this piece of thing in the mail, and I wasn't exactly sure what it was. Um, so I opened it and kind of just, you know, giggled to myself when I saw what was inside it. Um, and I'll, I'd like to read it to you. It says, Jewish Community Hero 2011, presented to Daron Resquet in recognition of the honoree's contribution to the Jewish community and the ideal of tikkun olam, presented with gratitude by the Jewish Federations of North America and our partners. And it's then uh, signed by two people. And then there's the Jewish Federations of North America logo. Uh, It's got a triple border, and it's on a piece of uh, what's supposed to be parchment is, in fact, probably a 24-pound paper, maybe a 30-pound paper cardstock. Um, and I looked at it and said, what the hell do you think they think I'm going to do with this? Um, to give a little background, 
the Jewish community hero 2011 moniker came from the fact that I was um, submitted when uh, JFNA put out a uh, a call for for Jewish heroes. You're lo- you know the Jewish community Jewish community heroes, and it was this whole thing where someone could 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 nominate you, and then you could beg for people to uh, vote for you uh, with the hope that you'd be listed as the Jewish community hero, the top five professional Jewish community heroes and the five top lay Jewish community heroes were then um, looked at by a panel of judges and um, the top one of each was given a a financial prize um, and yada, yada, yada. Um, So I was nominated blindly. Um, In theory, I don't know who nominated me, although I do know exactly who nominated me because I emailed him and asked me to nominate me, for him to nominate me, rather. Um, So my friend Mark, uh, who is a listener to uh, the Jcast Network and I think the Jcast Journey, so he's now hearing his name in print or in in digital form. Um, I said to him, listen, you know, this thing came out and I really kind of want to get, you know, the PR that could be associated with being listed among these the Jewish community heroes. Um, I think I'm not sure I would ever call myself a hero, but I'm a Jewish community professional who entrepreneurial, trying to do something new, trying to create Jewish education where and you know where you are. So I thought it would be interesting to you know be on that list. Uh, as soon as I registered, you know, was was listed in it, and they asked my bio, and they asked, I realized quickly that there was absolutely zero chance that I was going to win this um, because I am a small little organization and I don't have the capacity to whore myself out in the way that you really would need to to get all the votes you need to get. You were allowed to vote once a day. If you could vote only once, I might have had a chance, but to be able to vote once a day, maybe even twice a day, um, I just couldn't, you know, put the, the, the full court press hard enough and other organizations and other people were able to. More power to them. I, I don't, uh, I don't, you know, feel badly. You know, I don't think they're doing anything wrong. They really thought this was meaningful and they they submitted, you know, they got their entire group to to uh, to vote. Uh, I, on the other hand, wasn't going to do quite that much, and therefore I uh, I just stopped. I, you know, I, the first few days, first few weeks, even I kind of kept putting out on Facebook and on Twitter, "Please vote for me, please vote for me." And at some point, when I realized the numbers were were against me, I just I just gave up and said, "Please stop." You know, um, didn't take my name out of it because there's no there's no um, cost having my name in and I thought if anyone saw my name and anyone saw Jcast Network it would be a positive for the network um, but I didn't hold much stock on it and I must say uh, I don't hold much stock in, in this piece of paper that they gave me as a consolation prize um, but it also made me think about some of the other lists you know uh, the Forward Magazine does you know the Forward 40 or the 40 Under 40 or Jewish Week does the 30 Under 30 or the 50 top rabbis, I think Newsweek did it, and then everyone was upset by who they chose to be. And then there was another article more recently about kind of the 30 most influential, 10 most influential online Jewish media personalities. Um, and, you know, look, I, I, it's not sour grapes that I'm not listed among them. I'm, I'm, I'm a babe in the woods in comparison to the people who, who uh, receive some of these accolades. Um, and they all are quite deserving. But I do think that's something... Both, you know, it's interesting that like everyone's invested in these ideas and say, you know, the only the only thing worse than 
than being listed as not being listed. I, I talked to somebody who was listed every year in some kind of these mo most influential Jew lists. And uh, I said, do you, do you care about this? You know, do you care about being listed? And um, his response to me was no, until I'm not listed. You know, he doesn't care about it. He think it's sort of ridiculous. But at the same time, not being listed is, is bad. You know, and it doesn't exactly matter what number you're at. And a lot of these lists have actually stopped doing it by one, two, three, four, five, you know, the, the best to the worst or the worst to the best but rather they just kind of, you know, say this is an a unsorted list, um, which A, is healthier, and B, you know, you can kind of get into why is so-and-so, you know, the highest twit, you know, why did this so-and-so get the most, you know, the most influential Twitterer? You know, uh, what makes them the most influential Twitterer? Or what makes them the most important Jewish blogger? Um and, you know, they, look, they don't have a list for most influential Jewish podcaster because uh, otherwise they'd have to, you know, consider me. And why do I care? I mean, it's so funny because, like, I think it's ridiculous. And I think that, like, it's, you know, the people that so-and-so knows. Um, but, you know, it gives me great pleasure when I when uh, Ezra Shankin does retweet some of my, you know, tweets because I know that he's considered an influential pod, uh, tweeter, Twitterer, tweeter. Um, and so it's good that he, I know him. It's good that I've known him my entire life and that he, you know, I was, I think what happened was he therefore was aware of me as a, as putting out tweets. And then he, you know, he retweets some of them. And I think my audience in, in the Twitterverse has grown as a result. Um, but it's just like funny what we all kind of take as important and what we all think is bullshit. Um, you know, in terms of all of this. So I have this piece of paper that I'm either going to, you know, have to frame in a $500 frame or throw in the garbage. Um, and if I was listed in, you know, the forwards 40 or the 36 under 36, which I now understand I'm too old for, or, you know, all of these lists, will it really impact my life? Probably not. It probably would be really good for JKS Network because, you know, anytime you get press, no, you know, all press is good press and there's no bad press. Um, it would be good for me. But at the same time, to, you know, to, at what cost? Uh, it has really been sort of, you know, I don't know, silly and ridiculous. Uh, anyway, obviously that was the podcast that the world wanted to uh, wanted me to re do today because I did not get a beep, a phone call, and anything, an interruption, a coughing, coughing fit, or anything as I've been recording. Uh, I'll have to listen to it at the end to make sure it came out well. Um, but if you're hearing this, then obviously it came out well enough. Uh, before I go, I do want to just, you know, mention a few little pieces of, of, of business, um, kind of keeping, um, and I wanted to introduce and welcome Rabbi Arnie Samlin, Samlin of JewishConnectivity.com, who will be launching his new podcast on our, on our network. Uh, the, the podcast is called Meet Me at the Tzomet, the Intersection, um, and uh, he's going to be doing a three times a week podcast, very short podcast, a few minutes, two or three minutes, um, thinking about uh, kind of the intersection and so much, or the intersection of uh, Jewish thoughts, Jewish things to ponder and how they interact with our everyday journey, our, our personal journeys. Um, so I look forward to, to meet me at the summit. I hope you guys will also, um, I hope you're enjoying some of our new podcasts uh, I think you'll hopefully notice that uh, Regash Ali Brit, which was on a hiatus, has returned. 
We're really thrilled to have Michal uh, back in gear. Uh, Oive is in a strategy with uh, Deborah Grayson Regal continues to blow up. Um, some of our blogs are, you know, doing really, really well. Um, it's amazing. I'm so thrilled that my sister, Ilana Ruske Kid, uh, has joined us in the blogging family doing her Eat, Play, Love. Trademark notwithstanding. Um, got some great stuff going on. More coming in the future. Uh, got some really exciting things to tell you in the future. Um, and thanks. And so I look forward to talking to you all soon. Bye.